What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Creature Feature with Katie Golden. That's, that's staying in, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's my new theme song. Gonna ditch the old one. <laughs> We're gonna learn about bats and That's... polar bears and crows. Just cause well... Katie's right doesn't mean you were always wrong. <laughs> Creature feature. Leaving 90% of that in. <laughs> Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, a trio of tiny terrors, and at the end, one humongous horror. And I'll let you decide. If all the tiny terrors formed a team, could they defeat the giant monster at the end of the podcast? Discover this more as we answer the age-old question, are snakes forbidden spaghetti? Joining me today are hosts of the podcast The Dogs Zone, as well as One Nine Hundred Hot Dog. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Sean, Baby, and Brockway. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of T. Gondii? Uh, is that the Toxoplasmosis? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. The, I, uh... Oh, it is that it's the Toxoplasmosis, like he says. <laughs> yeah, it's like the cat that rules the world. Yes, and as we have talked about on the show before, T. gondii, or toxoplasmosis, can infect rat brains that makes them unafraid of cats and possibly even attracted to cats. Oh, so like romantically. Yeah, yeah. So typically, T. gondii's life cycle goes like this. It, it infects a rat's brain it drives the rat to seek out a cat. It gets eaten by the cat. Then T. Gandhi reproduces inside the cat's gut, winds up in cat's poop, and then it infects rats when rats drink food or water contaminated by the cat poop. It is quite a plan. It is an incredible plan. Love it when a plan comes together. It's, it's the Hannibal of, of cat parasites. And on a teeny tiny scale, because they are actually unicellular protozoans under 50 micrometers small and only visible under a microscope. So quite a quite an extravagant MacGyver situation for such a tiny thing. That's smarter than me. And I'm like four times that size. He's owning two species. Oh, I forgot to quack <laughs> myself. So researchers found that parts of the rat brain associated with sexual behavior activates when the infected rats are exposed to cat urine. So this makes rats look for cats, hoping for love, and instead they get eaten. And then the T. gondii can have like a couple's meat cute inside of the cat's gut. Mm. Do um, rats kink shame? Because that's nasty. Yeah, that's that's some fetish stuff right there. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking this situation, kink shaming probably saves lives. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's kink shame these rats. <laughs> right. I mean, it's for, they are their kink is literally to whiff some cat pee and get eaten. So rats are freaks. You know, you need to be ashamed. What yeah, would your little yeah. rat parents say if they saw you just huffing cat pee and trying to bring a cat? Yeah, I mean, you know, that'd be an awkward funeral, awkward rat funeral. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, how did your rat son die? Oh, oh, you know, like a pervert. I've been to the human equivalent of that too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not here to talk about rats getting horny from cat pee, weirdly enough. You brought you know, it up. I guess Let the record show. Don't make it look like we're the freaks. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. What, for whatever reason, you guys come on my podcast and somehow we start talking about cat pee and how rats get horny for it. I don't know how that happened. We will accept 13% responsibility. We know yeah. the kind of people we are. Uh, but yeah, well, you kind of, you know, like it's sort of like the secret. You like put things out into the universe and you mm-hmm. get horny rats and cat pee back. Yeah, that's the, I the chapters one through seven of the secret there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that in the secret? I, I skimmed it, but I think that was what it said. But secret no, in him, here- am I right? <laughs> what? John, baby. Am I, right? I love it. I love it. What? He's... No, say it again. Say it again. It's <laughs> that secret of Nim, am I right? Okay, okay. So, so it's, it's really not great when you make me repeat it. No, be, but this is part of the process. So what Brockway is referring to is a 1998, I'm going to say, uh, sort of direct-to-video movie of a mouse uh, who had magical powers. Based on and Flowers so... for Algernon. And they, and they did <laughs> that cat. And they did have, yes, yeah. they did uh, have relations with a cat in that movie. That's not actually true. It's about a fun, magical mouse who saves her family with magic. It's a beautiful little movie, highly underrated. And what Brockway was doing was making an allusion to that movie in terms of what we were talking about, which was the secret in rats and cat urine, which was very clever and also ruined my precious childhood memories. So, so a study has recently found that rats are not the only victims of T. gondii. In fact, hyena cubs seem to be another victim of this tiny weirdo protozoan. Could this explain so, like Trump supporters? You know how we can never make sense of them? Could it be? Like humans. They've been huffing did cat pee. Trump, did Trump get elected by hyena cubs? Uh, well, it was a close election. By cat, swung it. by cat pee huffers. <laughs> Definitely they were cat pee huffers. No question. Alabama hyena cubs. Got him. Just love them. Got him. It's been like what, twelve months, six months since the election. <laughs> Got him. Holding on to that energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, hyena cubs infected with T. gondii tended to approach lions at a much closer distance than the uninfected. And these behaviors seem to go away when they got a little older, which may be that the ones who survived and didn't get eaten by lions learned that they might get eaten by lions. But it's very strange because it seems that this Ticondii may be influencing the behavior of something much larger, much more different than a rat, a literal hyena cub, which I, I hate to burst everyone's bubble who get all of their information about lions and hyenas from the Lion King. Uh, lions is assholes. They oh. eat hyena babies. Well, hyenas is that nature. Nature is an asshole. Right. Yeah, I mean, hyenas would potentially eat a lion cub too. But, you know, I'm just saying like the movie presented this very one-sided thing of like, oh, hyenas are evil. But, you know, Simba would be eating mm. some hyena baby while the hyena's trying to eat Nala or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like they eat babies all the time there. It's normal. He did wake up with that uh, warthog and meerkat, and he's like, you guys have any zebra? Which I always thought was like, wow. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, hey, I recognize you guys are probably, you know, pretty related to a zebra. You probably interact with zebras. Like, your yeah. neighbor's probably some zebra. Could yeah. I eat him? Can I go Could I eat your neighbor? murder and eat your neighbor, is what he was basically yeah. asking. When he was a child, yeah. And so it gets in the hyena cub. Does it affect an older hyena? Do they grow out of it? Or is it just like... Uh, 
generally, if you get it, you're almost certain to be eaten and you don't grow out of it because of that reason. They do grow out of it, but it's unclear why. If it has something to do with the brain developing and changing such that the toxoplasmosis doesn't affect it anymore, or if it's purely through learning. So maybe somehow learning overrides that inclination to get close to a lion because they learn they get their ear bitten off or something and they they get scared straight kind of thing going on. I like that they have kind of a... Every problem looks the same sort of thing, like Toxoplasmosis gondii. Uh, just kind of looks for a bigger cat. Like that's its only solution. <laughs> gonna bring you to a house cat? Gonna bring you to a lion? Uh, get it. In fact, it's something really big this time. Where's the biggest cat you know? Well, you know, that's interesting you bring that up because the reason that T. gondii only reproduces inside cat guts is that cats, felines, whether they're a house cat or a lion, are the only mammal to have available linoleic acid inside their intestines, which is an acid that T. gondii needs in order to reach maturity and reproduce. So there is a very specific reason that they love cat guts. But who doesn't love cat guts, you know? Sure. I think all biology should get together and decide to eat, like, one thing. Like, we all just eat kelp. And then we won't have to, like, infect anyone's brains. Like, can't we all just live together, bacteria? And then they only need to infect the one thing to get us. Then they just infect the kelp supply. It's like it's like you don't know yeah. basic siege warfare, man. Yeah, you're right. We can't trust these microbes. I do like the idea of every living thing on the planet teaming up against kelp. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that, though. That's a fight it's we like, can win. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like... We thought it would take aliens to unite us. No, it's kelp. No. It's weird. It's slimy. <laughs> I'm going to betray you guys so fast. I'm going to go team kelp like almost immediately. <laughs> While it was previously thought that only rodents such as mice and rats were driven by T. gondii to be ingested by cats, it turns out that maybe hyena cubs are as well, which really opens up a lot of possibilities, such as how does this alter human behavior? So I know that there's a lot of kind of internet chatter that maybe, you know, the the crazy cat lady trope is caused by T. gondii, where someone who's a cat hoarder is infected with it and it makes them want to get more cats. There's really no evidence of that. So uh, there's like... Has there been research done on it? Have scientists said, like, dude, I'm going to prove these cat ladies are crazy for a reason and found inconclusive (laughs) results? Or is it just no one one has funded this research? I'm going to tell everybody it's true. I think there's been some research on it. I I don't know if there have been any studies that have been published that are specifically about cat ladies, but I, I don't think whatever has been published has either been preliminary or it's just really not pointing towards anything. Hmm. But there is research that shows just a tiny amount of evidence that may indicate that people who are infected with toxoplasmosis may take more risks, such as reckless driving or starting a business. Okay. Oh, it's the entrepreneur parasite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the research is, I hesitate to bring it up because the research is very threadbare, but it is super funny, so I am going to do it. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, That's man, I, we we both did just absolutely wallow in cat <laughs> before we started 1-900-HOT-DOG. Like, if we, if, a... as soon as we were done, we yep. were just you like, know? let's start a business. Yeah, I mean, if you, like, suddenly have, like, some great idea for a business that you want to sink your life savings into... Like, did you clean a kitty box lately? Yeah, all your best ideas happen while you're, you're while you're cleaning the litter box. Well, I didn't say they're good ideas. Right, but I think they're good. Well, but that could be you're infected with a brain parasite, though. I would be lucky if it's just one. I'll I'll take this <laughs> one. Do 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 African bush cricket. African bush cricket. I like their theme song. I'm on board with them already. I hope <laughs> they're not you. terrible. I would have incorporated the premise uh, of this podcast. I have, let me say, interesting news for you. Here's a picture of one of these fellas. Look at the size Sweet. of this guy. Yeah. yeah that's the boss, the, the boss of all crickets. Yeah, yeah. So it's big, it's kind of spiny. It looks kind of like a guar puppet a little bit. You know, it's got the spikes 
-hmm. or like an extra from uh, Mad Max kind of rich in color scheme too. Yeah, sort of like a it's got like a burnt umber and then sort of a shiny bluish black. I could see killing this in like outer toxic yellow. Yeah, 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 classic. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Outer Worlds. Definitely looks like some uh, some Outer Worlds like Marauder armor for sure. Yeah. So yeah, this is the African Bush Cricket. And normally crickets are not something terrifying. They're cute little guys who chirp and jump around. But this guy kind of looks like an H.R. Geiger concept art for the Alien movies. It It's, uh, you know, yeah, kind of looks like it's... It's uh, scary. It's gonna oh, man. Eat I, bet, your eyes. I bet when he rubs those legs together, it plays Metallica. <laughs> Before I go any... <laughs> I was just doing the soundtrack for the next thing you were saying. As Thank if, you. As if the cricket was here with us. And then Please Brockley could going. be like, wait, I think he's, I think he's here. But uh, yeah, I do want to mention before I start getting angry letters from insect biologists, cricket biologists who are very vocal. They get mad if you uh, insinuate anything about crickets that is not true. These are not really crickets. They are called bush crickets because they look like a giant cricket. Um, But it's not a real cricket. They are actually katydids. So, you know. I'm one of those people who find calling spiders bugs. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we have, there's like these stages of bug interest where like, I'm not as pedantic about it. So if they want to be calling these Katie dids, that's fine. I'm going to call it a cricket. Yeah, it's, look, you know, it looks like a giant cricket. How can you fault someone for seeing this giant cricket with spikes and then thinking like, oh, actually... I think that's a Katie did, you mm-hmm. know, like I'd be is too that, busy, um, like Katie, is that trying your full to pull name? it out of my eye socket. Is, What's that? Is Katie short for Katie did? It is actually. Yeah. I was named after, so, uh, after Katie did because was when I was one. a baby, I was so loud and annoying. So, uh, I guess we can get like a personal reaction from you. If someone was to call you cricket, would you be like, Oh, hell no. Or would you be like, no, that's fine. Uh, I've never had it happen. And weirdly, this is the first time it's happened, and it's filled me with just uncontrollable rage. Okay. So maybe they're right. Maybe these hypothetical bug nerds you made up are right. (laughs) And all we had to do is just try to understand them. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually was, when I was a kid, my my parents called me Katie Did uh, as a nickname. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. How are you right about that? You had no right to be right about that. (laughs) Well, you know, Such a stab in the dark. <laughs> Can't believe you pulled it off. I ate a lot of uh, cat turds, and that gave me like the the risk taking ability to just make wild guesses about people's name origins, Reson- resonating with the hive mind inside us all. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not saying on the show that if you eat cat turds, you'll get better at comedy. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> you will Don't join the hive mind, wink. and it's, but you'll take you'll never bolder be chances. Again. Yes, <laughs> it gives you that edge you need. So. Armored African bush crickets look like they're wearing alien armor. They grow up to be about two inches long, which is... Uh, it's a thick two yeah. inches. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a meaty, it's a meaty thing. So it's like, um, like a cocktail wiener with legs. Yeah, seems about right. Is that about... Like about a cat, medium-sized cat turd, like a snack cat yeah. turd. Yeah, 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 like a snackable cat turd. And they have a lot of spikes, a lot of spikes, like I like I explained earlier. But if that's not enough, they have extremely strong mandibles that are uh, have enough force to chew through carrion, baby birds, and even each other when they decide to be cannibals. Oh man! Whoa. If I came across that thing eating a baby bird, I would just—I—I I, I don't even think I would kill it. I would just run. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would I be mean, sure that was going to mutate into something. Yeah. Yeah. Grow some wings. That is pre-horror monster right there. That's when you're like, oh, well, what is that thing? Let me get a closer look. (laughs) There's something about insects eating birds, which does happen. Like praying mantises will sometimes go after hummingbirds. There's something about it that makes me deeply uncomfortable. It's true. It's just a, a gross thing and I hate it. Feels like something like a bird is out of your league, you know, if you're an insect. Right. Yeah. Like you watch a shrine, they'll have 
They'll have a, a tree lined up with crickets. A shrike will just take them, stick them on spikes, and just leave them there for everyone to look at. It's not even a That's fight. That's true. Yeah, I mean, sh- shrikes, they do kind of, uh, they kind of deserve it. But, you know, hummingbirds don't. They don't impale anyone. Oh, they could, too. They got the beak for it, but they don't. That's true. Our hummingbirds now, knock their feet all over the place. Get, the whole place gets sticky. The whole outside. <laughs> the whole outside's sticky. You're working really well, hard to play a uh, play a uh, <laughs> insect devil's advocate over yeah, here. I, that's, yeah, that's, I always feel like that's the role I take. I don't You're know some why. Kind of bug lawyer, traitor, <laughs> Sean, baby, bug lawyer. That was the plot of B movie, wasn't it? That the B wanted to be a lawyer. It sounds familiar, but I I don't think I've seen never ten percent. I of did. It. I watched B movie. I have an episode on B movie debunking B movie. So mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called. Probably it's got yeah. B movie in the title, but put it in its place. Now, it was as a bug and animal enthusiast. Do, do you find that pushing you to watch terrible movies because they align with your interests? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely watched more than one terrible movie to kind of address some of the misinformation about uh, about insects in general. Mm-hmm. B-movie was one of them. So was Ants with a right. Z. That was bad. <laughs> uh, I watched Boss Baby because I thought I was going to do an episode that involved Boss Baby. I don't want to explain it. <laughs> so Yeah, I have a lot of questions, but... Uh, if- Sorry, you're telling I me you're not going to explain it. Like, yeah, that's fine. No follow-up questions. I meant like, yeah. if you saw a movie about, like, say, like a wolf killing people, are you more likely to watch that than a movie about a guy killing people? Uh, even though it looks I mean, stupid, you're like, I love. Oh, I love because wolves. like I'm because my interest in animals compels me to watch more animal content. I mean, it right. kind of depends, maybe. I, I think, like, I definitely have a ho- higher tolerance for animals who are bad actors than humans who are bad actors. Sure. You know? It's like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Except strikes. Although, speaking of animal actors, that dog from The Thing was one of the best actors in that movie. So good. Yeah, that Like, I'm really... not... It's not a bit. This isn't a bit. Yeah. The, the way that dogs like stared in the beginning was so chilling. Mm-hmm. And that head very, spider was um, real good too. This is a bit. I don't actually uh, think that the head spider was a good actor. <laughs> I, I think he was pretty good. <laughs> the head spider was really giving me like a, a lot of like uh, Laurence Olivier. Really oh, okay. Really so a little too arch up. for you. <laughs> So, so these uh, these armored crickets are are pretty serious business. Munching on baby birds, chewing on dead bodies, kind of extreme. But they go a step further. They, if I mean, like if you are wild enough to want to try to attack one of these things, first they will do stridulation, which is a very loud buzzing noise, which should be enough to get you to back off, but if that's not enough, you will be greeted with a stream of toxic blood that the armored African bush cricket squirts from its exoskeletal pores. Nice. Hell yeah. All right, I'm back on its side. (laughs) (laughs) That rules. So if you dodge enough blood, he would just like drain himself of his own blood though, right? Like we have a tactic to defeat him. You stick and move long enough and he's like (laughs) just completely drained himself. Well, but you're getting squirted in the eyes and mouth with disgusting, toxic well, blood. But not if so. you're rolling. If you're doing a lot of good rolls, you're going to be Dark Souls. Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to do a lot of rolls, I think. Yeah, okay. you got Dark Souls combat. You got to just yeah. somersault around him. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. somersaulting. Just alley-oop. He's squirting all he's this right blood. It. You're watching his health bar go down. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. right. got to get that parry. So this is called auto-hemorrhage. And uh, actually, technically, the blood of an insect is called hemolymph. So it is squirting toxic hemolymph out of its exoskeletal pores. Yikes. And how many of these does so he have in him? So many good band names in there. I'm still, I'm still planning my... Yeah, I like that for how band much name. blood? How much blood? How much hemolymph is how in an s- African bush cricket? Like, pragmatically, how many squirts does this guy have in him before how he's out of squirts? How many squirts? H- how many pumps? How many pumps? Uh... 
Well, are we measuring in metric or imperial? <laughs> Just like a number. six-pump like, cricket. Yeah, if he's pumped six times, does he have any left in him? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say confidently he's got six pumps, yeah. Six-pump cricket. That's I know when I see cricket. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Would you qualify yeah, and, that as, a, in your expert opinion, was that a good question or a bad question? In my expert opinion, um, as an expert on how much blood is inside an African bush cricket, very good question that I'm oh. able to expertly answer because I, I definitely, I definitely know how much blood is inside an African bush cricket. <laughs> it's one of those things I know. Too much. Definitely. If you had four paper towels folded over themselves and you like smashed one of these things, you need some more paper towels. That's you how. Do, well, it depends on the brand. Oh. Brawny gets one of these up right up in just one ply, you know, one square. This That's what podcast brought to you by Brawny. Read Brawny paper towels. That is the quality engineering of Brawny paper towels. This is how you land sponsorships. Yeah. If you squash an African bush cricket and that slop is getting all over your dining room table, just one square Brawny. I wonder I'm, why Brawny hasn't sponsored me yet. Seriously. I'm a Viva boy, and I will not stand for this. Oh, come on. We uh, Our that's podcast is sponsored boy. by the Secret of Nim Sex Wipes. And so uh, that's... Great. Secret of Nim Dude <laughs> <They> Wipes. <laughs> yes. Flushable Dude Wipes. How many Asterisk, dude wipes? They're not flushable. How many Dude Wipes do you think you need after you get sprayed by some toxic hemolymph by one of these fellers? Six? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a six sex sure wipe good. cricket. The six, it's a six wipe cricket. Six wipe, six wipe cricket. <laughs> that's how you, they measure crickets. African bush crickets. How many wipes? That's a six wiper right there. See that? Yep, that's a six wiper. Big big game cricket hunting. But you know, if a toxic hemolymph streaming out at you from an angry, spiky, stridulating bush cricket is not enough to get you to go away. They will vomit at you as sort of a fine, like a little mwah, chef's kiss, cherry on top, parting gift. Is, Is that, that what, what he's, he's doing, doing in that top picture? <laughs> no, I think he's eating some okay. uh, unidentifiable sort of uh, square of yellow. It's like stuff. a lemon sorbet. He's like. Sure. Yeah. Sure, that's lemon sorbet. Yeah. I'm sure it's not like some kind of animal eyeball thing. Baby hyena. All right, that's a good segue to the next one. That's a good segue to something? <laughs> Not really, but we do have to move on. Okay. Baby Spiders hyena? eat snakes, you guys. Oh. Did you know that? It doesn't sound right, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have bet on that one. It'd have to be a really small snake and a really big spider, but... In the underground <sighs> fights, which I certainly don't attend, I would not have laid my money what on that particular... What do you think... What do you think would win? A snake, like a actual, you know, snake snake, a... Um, garter snake? Uh, yeah, like a garter snake. Cobra. Anaconda? Well, let's go with... Let's go... Okay, all right. Keep, you know, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it in your pants. Let's go with a scarlet snake uh and okay. a black or brown widow like who do you think uh who do you think's coming out of that snake getting any weapons got like little claws or anything we're gonna attach snake to snake gets a gun but can't hold it because <laughs> you could coil no around arms. it pull the trigger with his mm. little tail snake gets uh snake gets no gun no yeah. damn i shouldn't have said anything i feel like it's just but i had a ringer in this like how do they how do they fight like the snake has to land a bite but it's a, mm-hmm. against a thing that it can't hit. Whereas I, the spider has a chance to win, but the snake can... Yeah. I think the snake leaves before any bites get landed. The spider's hitbox is very small. Very, very it's small It's a little bit box. unfair, yeah. Snakes are also just armored. Like, that's what they are. They're armored. Yeah. Well, got it. I say, I say the snake, even though you have clearly said that's not the case. Yeah, I feel like I've we're setting you set up better up. if we both say snake. Snake wins every time. Yeah, snake wins. Yeah. You fool! Oh, we walked oh. right into it. Dumb, stupid fools. My how... money, my life savings. <laughs> my God, how dumb you are and how smart I am. God damn it. No, in fact, the spider often wins in that circumstance. So a recent paper was published in the American Journal of Arachnology. Called Spiders <laughs> versus am... Snakes, part six. 
Basically, honestly, honestly, not that much of an exaggeration. New observations have shown that spiders tend to have a much more colorful diet than researchers have previously thought, uh, and that includes snakes. So this includes small snakes like blind snakes, which, you know, it's that's understandable. Yeah. They're, they're like really tiny snakes. They, they kind of look like earthworms sometimes. They're so small. So it's like, all right, that, yeah, okay, that's Technically, unfair. they're katydids. <laughs> uh, baby snakes, again, kind of a little bit unfair. Mm-hmm. Uh, spiders also eat things like earthworms, velvet worms, which is very sad because I love velvet worms. They're adorable. Mm. Bristle worms, gastropods, crustaceans, bats, small rodents, and small amphibians. Now, are but, they checking the like the stool of these spiders, or are they like watching them take out a bat? Watching them take them out. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. a pretty Spider. good job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You tell your boss, like, yeah, sorry I'm late to work. Uh, you know, I was watching a spider kill a bat. It took him 47 days to do it. <laughs> That'd be cool if your job was just watching spiders kill stuff. Yeah. See, that spider's got the size advantage on that snake, I would say. It does, but click on click on that link because there are definitely... 10 to 30 30 times times the size. I gotta see the 30... I I don't read. I don't know how to read. I eat a lot of cat turds. Who reads on the internet anymore? You just look at the image and you make an assumption. There's a whole gallery of spiders just chowing down See, oh, yeah, that second second photo is like, that's the fight I was picturing, and that is not the result I was picturing. So yes. listen, that spider basically never has to eat a like hunt again. Right. Probably like that not. that's a hoarder. That's a hoarding spider. Yeah. Yeah. It's well it's gonna bunker up. It's a Costco run. Yeah, no, that's uh that is like that is the giant bucket of cheese puffs of the spider kingdom. You're like, oh, uh, I'll never get through this and then like two weeks <laughs> you're like, holy <laughs> god damn, I got through that? <laughs> Just one yep. binge watching of I think you should leave, and it's gone. Yeah, so 30 species of spiders have been found to eat snakes. Uh, like we've mentioned, it is sometimes truly astonishing, like a brown widow eating a scarlet snake many times her size. So a scarlet snake is kind of looks a lot like a corn snake, uh, and same size, basically. So that's just, and, and you know, black widows and brown widows are kind of scary for a spider, but they're still very small. So... Mm-hmm. It can eat something up to 30 times her own body weight. And she does this by ensnaring the snake in her extremely viscous and sticky web. And as it gets stuck in that, she starts encasing it in more threads and then bites it multiple times with her potent neurotoxin. And once the snake is down for the count, the brown widow or black widow will actually hoist her prey up off the ground to eat like she's holding up a big old fish. Uh, but then she can just kind of eat it at her leisure. Just lounge it and snack. Crawl all yeah, over. It's, it's like a hammock and a snack. It's I know. Perfect. It's like a bed you can eat. If they made like a couch <laughs> out of cheese puffs, that'd be perfect. Yeah. It's like if you could sleep on a giant hot dog. Yeah. That's the way you guys do it. not? Well, not now yet. I do. All right. <laughs> Tarantulas also eat snakes, and they will also, the the ones that have a toxic bite, will use their neurotoxin to immobilize the snake long enough to eat it. Sometimes these spiders literally suck all its juices out like it's a go-gurt, just holds on to one end and just kind of sucks all, sucks mm-hmm. it out. Mm. Just keg, keg stands that snake. Keg stands a snake. Describing like the eating habits of spiders is is very much... Uh, convincing of someone that there is no God, I think. Like, and mm. uh, it's, I think, a, the kind of person who could design a spider and the way it captures its prey and eats its prey is just a monster. Yeah, but what if God is just a big, just a big old spider? spider? All right, that would make just a lot a of big sense. Old spider? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, just got the size wrong. They were meant to be like bigger than humans and rule the world. Yeah. Yeah. They but messed maybe up this a is decimal a tr- point. Maybe heaven is for spiders, and this is sort of their purgatory, right? Their trials. They have to kind of contend, contend guess, with yeah. this. And those religion the makes a that... lot more sense through the lens of like twenty spider yeah. eyes. Yeah, exactly. 
right? Yeah. How does how does God see everything at once? Just got a billion spider yep. eyes. Spider eyes. Spider eyes. Uh, tarantulas have been found to kill even pit vipers. So Damn. truly, truly kind of a spider David and uh, Goliath situation here. Can't help but feel a little proud of the spiders. Yeah, oh, I like at the at the very end of this gallery, the scientists threw one to the snake and showed a snake eating spider. Just just like twenty nine images of snakes getting owned by spiders, and then the very last one is a really just yeah quack eating they... grin on the snake, <laughs> just like ha. Ah. Yeah. Did they, you guys uh, go to the they... footnotes? There's a picture of the researcher eating cat turds straight out of the litter box. Oh, <laughs> what explains is... a lot. I've got an idea for a business. <laughs> Spiders eating snakes emporium. Come on down. A hundred percent deals on a hundred percent. Spiders eating snakes. Yep, that's a Hot cat dog beds. It's just come to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C. Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So we talk about the little things, the little, little the little guys in life that you may underestimate turn out to be terrifying. Uh, I'm just going to switch it up and this time talk about something that's big and scary. Okay. You know? No surprises. No surprises. You know... Sometimes it's like, I think a lot of times on the show, I'm like, I'm going to blow your mind. Like, you wouldn't think this would be scary, but it is. This time, I'm just going to play it straight with you guys. This is Mm -hmm. a big old bear, and it's terrifying. Sweet. I'll look at a big bear. Yeah, but it it is. All right. So, you know, bears are big, right? Modern day bears. They're big. They absolutely can kill you. I think when I was on your podcast, we talked about that poll where some mm-hmm. people thought they could fight a bear, yes. which is absolutely not true. Six yeah. percent people have said they can beat a grizzly people bear. On this yeah. planet think that they can beat anything on this planet. Yeah, <laughs> they think they can beat a bear. That's not true. I don't think uh, anyone stands a chance against. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about like a sun bear, like a little bear, maybe. But yeah. if we're talking about you know grizzly bear. I believe it was polar specifically bear. No. a grizzly. It was grizzly in the poll. Oh, grizzly bear. Yeah, no way. No, you're doomed. No. But we didn't always have it this good, you know, with only certain death coming from a grizzly bear. Uh, there used to be a gigantic, just completely nuts, I can't begin to describe, well, I guess I can. Here it is. It was called a giant short-faced bear. And it was the largest carnivorous mammalian apex predator to ever roam North America. That is a lot of qualifications. Yeah. He's the largest killer, 18 to 35, in the women's division, pre-1972. If you look at, like, a giant monster bear and you're like, I'm going to call it a short-faced bear. Like, you're, you're digging on that bear, right? 
<laughs> you're just you're sticking it to him a little bit. Well, yeah. all right. So I, I can simplify it a bit. It is one of the largest carnivorous mammalians in the world, mm-hmm. and certainly the largest carnivore, uh, carnivorous mammalian to ever be in North America. Okay, uh, but it's 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 long dead, right? Like I don't have to buy a bunker now. Well, no. But uh, we did, it's not one of those things where it's like it died a long time ago. Humans never had to deal with this. Our ancestors had to tangle with this guy. Oh, man. Because it only went extinct around 11,000 years ago. And humans were in North America at least 14,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we absolutely probably uh, were hunted by these just absolutely nightmare massive eating machines i would have betrayed my own kind so fast and sided with that bear <laughs> you would have gone bear yeah yeah i would have gone team bear so quick dressed like a beautiful bear woman you who oh other, like a little bow tie in here because you know that's how that's how you do it like you you dress as a bear but you got like a little pink bow behind oh, yeah. one of your ears works every time there's yeah, I'm on, I'm on that guy's side. All right, I just so seen yeah. the image, so and uh, the image. I'm one of those guys sitting behind with the bear. I'm, <laughs> I'm on that team. Yeah, yeah. That team of I mean, traitors right there. I do like, I like this idea of this job interview you're having with this big bear where it's like, all right, well, tell me about your, your qualifications, and it's kind of salivating and <laughs> measuring... You know, well, I'm, I'm real tricky, shanks. and uh, I, I don't have any love for my fellow humans. Uh, I could get you... I get you, I don't know, like three kids, three kids a day, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, I go, I go great with mustard. Eat me. And then I would do a jump kick and that would be my last uh, decision. That's Noble cool. Death. Jackknife in there. That's awesome. You'd have, you'd have a few sort of prehistoric legends about you for I a hope while. So. Tell Hopkins everyone else. Tell everyone else in your clan gets eaten. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about this bear. It weighed over one short ton, about two thousand pounds. Is that a reference to his face? Uh, are you trying to diss this bear? Yeah, I'm I feel confused. like the name of the bear is trying to diss the bear. Like whoever named it, the short faced right. bear. Well, it's called a short faced bear, you guys, because it's it's face. It's got kind of a shorter muzzle short. than modern day bears. Right, but okay. that's Which, not the most remarkable thing about this bear. I would have called like, it the enormous monster bear. Yeah, I like, like that when you guys would have been getting eaten by this bear back, you know, fourteen thousand years ago. And like it's got a, your leg like in its mouth bent at an impossible angle, and you're like, you're like <laughs> your face is short. And it's like, oh, come gonna on, have to do stop a lot it. of chewing there, buddy. Hey. Come on, stop it! I can't work out my face. Look at his arms are bare. Half your size with faces twice as long. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I was born this way, you guys. It's seriously not funny. Pug bear. Got your entire torso in its mouth. Yeah, so uh, standing on its hind legs, it reached up to 12 feet tall, or 3.7 meters. When you look at these human beings beside it, these are all adult men. Uh, they get up about to the bear's, like, thigh, and that's it. I like that it's, its paw is the size of all four of their heads put together. That's a, <laughs> yeah. a four-head paw. You can just swipe off four heads at once. Yeah, it could just, like, kind of grab four human heads like, and it's take paw, out like a bunch a of grapes. Take out a whole barbershop quartet, just one bam. <laughs> <laughs> so if Never you could... thought I'd get eaten by a Whoa. bear. <laughs> So if you could do like a spe- if you could do spectacular dunks, like if you can like put your elbow in the rim, like Vince Carter style, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you could, when this bear is reared up, jump up and like jam a ball- an apple into his mouth or something. But I'm saying it would take a spectacular, like super dunker. He's got to respect that move just though. to punch he's really, this short faced guy in the face while he's reared up. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. I don't even know how. Yeah, I think you'd have to have one of the tallest basketball players in the world with some of the best dunks to mm-hmm. like dunk a dunk a one of these giant short face bears in the mouth. Right. I th- maybe Tony Jock could kick hand, him in the but... face. Like you'd need to like do some sort of an acrobatic move. Yeah. You know, you need to do some handsprings to get the speed going. 
if you want to like three guys Jackie Chan on each other's shoulders. Oh, that's right. Jackie you Chan know? could like run up, run up his body. Yeah, you gotta, oh yeah, like, Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's the only human actually who could survive this would be Jackie Chan. Little mm-hmm. known fact. Little yep. known. Uh, that's why their face is short. Yeah. Uh, ancient Jackie Chan's uh, elbows <laughs> struck him. It. Well, Jackie Chan has been alive for you know. It's pretty ancient. Since yeah, fourteen thousand years. So that explains yeah, how they do tell tales. Face right in. Yeah. So so when it's like standing on its hind legs, it is just ridiculously enormous. So you might think like, okay, but that's not fair because these bears aren't really bipedal. They they walk on all fours most of the time, probably. Even when it's walking on all fours, it's still six feet tall. It's still 1.8 meters tall. So when this bear is just like standing bear style, it's still as tall as like a tall man. It's pretty it's, ridiculous. Yeah, no joke. Uh, and it also, oh, hey, guess what? Could run up to 40 miles per hour, 70 kilometers oh. per hour. So, oh, you know. that's great. So that's like yeah. a five second, hundred meter dash. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's world record imagine, fast. Uh, imagine driving your car 40 miles per hour, like, you know, and then there's just a bear just trotting alongside it. And it's the size of your car. That's kind of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Does that bear. mean they like if they ran full speed into a tree though, like I mean they die, right? <laughs> yeah, they'd they'd wrap around that tree. <laughs> <laughs> you That's think a, take uh, out the tree? I think you'd take out the tree. You'd it'd probably take out the tree. So you want to do so, some roadrunner style traps. You want to paint a tunnel on a on a rock? That type of thing. That's yeah. how you take out this bear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, are we talking uh, how we take out the bear? Because I got a good plan. Let me hear it. <laughs> Is it to yeah, join right, forces right. with the bear? Yeah, you you immediately flip. All right, you go team bear, and you just you feed him kit. You feed him so many kids. You feed him the best kids. Like oh, this guy cannot believe the quality of children that you believe mm-hmm. that you bring right. for like real chubby indoor until, kids. Until he's just he's so fat with kids, and he loves the, he loves this. He trusts us implicitly. Then you poison the last kid. Oh, that's how you do it? Yeah. I, how to kill a bear plan. with only seventy kids? That's a that's a really uh, that's a great plan to have on record. Just uh, poison a bunch of kids, feed it to the bear. He only no, no, said you poison just, you one. Kill the kid. other kids. Yeah, you only oh, poison I'm so one kid. Sorry. You can kill the other kids. I'm sorry. You, you only said one poison one kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. You don't. You don't like. You just bring them to the bear. You don't. You don't have yeah. to kill them. Nothing mm. wrong with me. He's the murderer. Oh right. This is like a trolley problem. Like, are you actually murdering the children if you just bring them to a bear that will most certainly eat them immediately? Yeah, is that just what like people the mean when they say trolley problem? Solved. No. Yeah, this is what the trolley problem is. <laughs> like, do you divert the trolley from one side of the train tracks, or do you just feed a bunch of people to a giant bear? You feed a bunch of people to a giant bear. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what. A, that's the uh, clear moral choice. That's why philosophers when, still talk about it because yeah. there's no clear right answer. Yeah. I think when I talk about big things, it's kind of hard to get like perspective because it's just like, well, that's just like a big thing. Uh, comparing, let's compare it to like modern day current bears because the largest living bears are Kodiak bears and polar bears Mm -hmm. of Alaska and the Arctic. Uh, Kodiak bears weigh up to only a little over half of the giant short-faced bear and polar bears are still much smaller than the giant short-faced bears, 500 pounds smaller than the giant short-faced bears. And polar bears standing on their hind legs uh, uh, kind of reach a maximum of only around three meters or nine feet tall. So they are still three feet shorter than a giant short-faced bear. So they would look like a cute little bear compared to this guy. This is the shack of bears. (laughs) It is, yeah. It's kind of like maybe when... You know, nature was sort of sorting things out 14,000 years ago. They're like, oh, we'll we'll put this guy in. It's kind of scary. And it was just too scary. It was too scary to stick stick around. Is that what happened? Like humans hunted it because they were like so scared of it? Or is it just too hard to eat when you're that big? Because that dude must eat like eight deer a day. I've seen theories that range from humans potentially sometimes hunting them, I guess, in groups. I don't know how that worked. Uh, but Three like, kids gotta gotta feed the kids. <laughs> just uh, just put like a tie a child onto a stick and then hold it up to right. the bear. Well, if I'm understanding the extension of the mammoth 
properly. Like, their basic evolutionary goal was to be so big nothing could hurt them. But humans would get together in big groups and, like, rodeo murder him. And they, of course, could murder a mammoth in, like, a couple of hours. Whereas a mammoth took, like, 18 months to gestate or whatever it took. So, obviously, you do that math long enough and there's no more mammoths. Maybe that's the deal with this bear. Because I bet a, one of these bears is pregnant for, like, a good year and a half, two years. And then has to yeah, take care of this baby. I don't know baby. how long... And during that time, gestation probably shorter than an uh, shorter than a mammoth because elephants have a really long gestation, and I think bears have a much shorter gestation. So it's not necessarily only size that determines the length of Mm -hmm. gestation. It's just that elephants uh, tend to have a pretty long one. Putting myself in the mind of someone who lives near this bear, and bears, uh, if they have the same hibernation pattern as bear, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting until it's cold, and then I'm going to sneak into that bear's cave and. For sure murdering it. Like, that's all I think about all day long. People would be like, shut up about the bear. I'm like, no, 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 buddy. We're going to get this bear as soon as winter comes. I'd obsess over it. And I feel like I'm not alone. Your ancestors are the ones that did this. Yeah. Your bear-obsessed ancestors. You've got that gene. You can Mm -hmm. just feel it right now. It's It's either we do this now while it's asleep, or he eats our whole family later when he wakes up. Man, we gotta... we. It's we gotta collect some berries. No, no, no. We're drawing up bear plants. Bear plants all day long. We gotta plan for the bear. We gotta fortify (laughs) our berries. Yeah, it's there's also the theory that these bears were killed off because of the ice age and they Uh. just couldn't hack it. Which you know, sort of uh, funny to me that these big old jocks just couldn't stand a little bit of cold. Yeah. Oh, too cold for you, giant bear. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe if your face was longer, you could handle it. But now now the global warming's here and we're warming back up. They get to come yeah. back. That's how that works, right? Probably one of these got frozen in a block of ice and it's going to thaw because global warming. This bear's going to pop out. It's going to be alive somehow. But we're going to clone bear. it. We're going to clone it. We're going to bring... You know what? Why didn't Jurassic Park have more big giant mammals from back in the day? Yeah, I don't disagree been a, at That should have been the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That giant, Jurassic. that giant, like New Zealand, Australian uh, yeah. eagle thing. That would have yeah. been weird. Yeah, the moa. Yeah, yeah. it's been called like... Furassic Park. Maybe a hippogriff. Oh, Guys, I don't think you heard me. I said Furassic Park. But you said we're not allowed to glick. Yeah, I'm not going to glick you on your own podcast. <laughs> Nobody knows what glicking is on this podcast. Well, it's... well they're going to look it up. Well, I don't know if they'll and it's not even help. get it if they as don't. Ka- as Katie Golden might put it. Jiminy Glick was a character played by Martin Short years ago on his own talk show called Jiminy Glick. And he would interview uh, uh, celebrities and, and he would sometimes go, and then he would talk like this, and then he would talk like this. When he found something delightful. Right. And uh, what Sean and Brockway do on their podcast is they use that as a way to intimidate the guest when the guest makes kind of a dumb joke or a silly joke, you know? It's my way of letting someone know that the thing they did was cute, but I don't know how to engage with cute. Right. And so it's my defense mechanism. It's a way of sort of bringing the conversation to a screeching halt. Obviously, it's not for everybody. And Katie has, <laughs> uh, is carrying around a lot of hostilities from a time I licked her. But, I think uh, it's perfectly accurate, and that's what I love about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so now everybody knows uh, you can definitely catch more glicks on Sean and Brockway's podcast, The Dog Zone. That's how you pronounce it, right? Mm-hmm, sure. Yes. That is proper pronunciation. I wish yeah. more people would do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's that's where you'll find all the glickable moments. The Dog Zone 9000. You got you to gotta add the 9000. There's probably the like 30 other dogs. The Dog Zone 9000. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the uh, but nice yeah, plug. No, we're, we're, yeah, well, we're kind of at the end of the episode, so it's time for plugs anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do go, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, if, you know, Giant Bear versus, say, we teamed up the T. Gondii, the snake-eating spiders, and the, you know, armored African bush crickets, and you got an army of those guys versus mm-hmm. giant bear. Who wins? If we got T. Gondii on our side, then I think we could do it. We infect him with it, and then he just really wants to go. He'll find a bigger cat. I mean, he'll we don't start know a, one that he'll is. He'll start right. a he'll business, find one. a terribly stupid bear business. <laughs> 
just be ruined and just completely <laughs> throw his life away. You guys, listen, it's a shirt that's also pants. It says Big Johnson on it. <laughs> it's novelty tees. Do you guys get it? Yeah. Guys, I really need you to buy one of these. I got everything put into this. It's an energy drink, but it's also marijuana. We're listening. All right, now I'm back on Team Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the bear wins. I, If I'm picking the cause of my death, I'd rather fight this bear than just a dystopian dark future or a bunch of crickets squirting acid blood at me. I do wonder if we reframe climate change and global warming as a giant bear is coming to like bear rip our faces off. We can mm-hmm. just call it bear weather. There will be a giant bear that thaws. Yeah, there's like at least if, seven or eight if, of these waiting to thaw. Yeah. We're approaching bear weather. It's almost bear right. weather, you guys. We have to tackle this. Yeah, it's almost bear times. The thaw in the Arctic is getting to the point where under the permafrost, we're going to find some of these bears mm-hmm. and they're going to, you know, come back. They're going to be well rested, super hungry. Yeah, yeah. They're hungry, hungry bears. They're the size of like three three dudes and uh, probably actually more, like five dudes. And they're going to start eating uh, eating children that the Brockway s- and Sean is helpfully supplying to the bear. I wasn't on that. No, scene. just me. Just right. me. Oh, I see. Okay. Nobody else is allowed on my team. Oh, okay. Me against the well, world. All right. Well, you know. Well, I mean, you're allowed on my team, uh, but I'm clearly going to betray you. Whoever is bringing the free market of whoever's bringing the bear the most children. And that's what capitalism and that's me. is, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I agree. I think uh, T. Gandhi probably, probably would beat the bear just on its own because hmm. bear would be too busy huffing cat, cat pee to that's do anything, true. you know? Just really hurt that, his self-esteem. It, over. Yeah. Champion oh, guys, it's not funny. It's not funny. My face is like this, and I can't help it. I can't help but sniff cat pee. Guys, bear in cell. Ah, bear in cell. Well, what better way to promote your podcast, uh, which is all about bear in cells, uh, than that? <laughs> so, uh, so where can people find you guys? Oh, we are, are available every weekday at 1-900-HOT-DOG. Yeah. And our podcast yeah. is the Dog Zone 9000. Uh, and, um, yeah, I guess that's it. We're yeah. on the Patreon. You have, a, We're, you have a podcast and you have a publication, an online publication that has n- numerous interesting articles and, and ways to divert your attention for hours on end. Yeah, we run uh, we run free ones every week. If you just want to go check them out, uh, look for the hot. You're dogs. a freeloader, a leech. But yeah, yeah, we do we do have pay content that is just far superior. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. That's what you get for not for not paying the piper. We're just so well, funny every day. Is the point? Yeah, not to, not yeah. today, but well, but I, that yeah. is mainly because we're, we're allowed to click. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, I mean, you know, this is not a humor podcast. It's just, uh, it's about big bears, and uh, that's very serious. It's not nothing to laugh about, not, nothing to joke about. About bear well, cells. Yeah, it's, got, got, it's about bear cells. Uh, you can contact me, well, you can find me on the internet at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F E A T, not F E E T. Something very different. If you want to send me in questions, concerns about giant bears, if you are a giant bear and you'd like to make an alliance with me and not Brockway, you can send no. me an email at CreatureFeaturePod at gmail.com. I'm on the internet too at Katie Golden. Uh, just typing out Katie Thoughts. Don't expect too much from it. Random Katie thoughts. They're not always great, but they're there for you to view if you want on Twitter. And thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exo Lumina. Creature features a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm not going to tell you where to listen to your podcasts. I'm not some kind of giant bear that's eating your. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.